0: We'll get Charlie on eventually, but welcome back, you guys. Open your own door podcast. We are live. We are live with Yaya. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I want Charlie on it so bad. I know. We needed a mobile mic for him. We do. We need to just clip it to his collar.
1: Yeah. Mic up Charlie. Just get his input on really important subjects. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. You would have very good insight. Yes,
0: <laughs> but I'm very excited to record this podcast episode. Um, last night, after we recorded the one with Crystal, Yaya was here, and I was like, "We need, we need you on the, the pod. You yes. have some crazy stories." I
1: do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tattooing brings a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as, especially yeah. as a female. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's like a whole different world. Oh, it really is. Yeah. It's- <laughs>
1: Put up with some crazy shit yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you're so young, and you've <laughs> like experienced so much yeah. in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So I just think it'd be super fun to do super casual conversation. Yeah. Talk about introduce yourself. Yeah. Kind of how you started in the tattoo world? What got you started? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just go from there. Yeah. Just chit chat. Okay,
1: I'm down. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm Yaya. Um. My name's Ayana, but, yeah, yeah, it's just easier to go by yeah. with tattooing
0: and stuff. Um, it's so funny, too, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I had never met anyone with the name Ayana before. Oh, really? And now my niece, her name's Ayana. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one that I'm, when you met. Yeah, yeah, when I met you, I was like, I will never forget that name. Yeah, I know, that's cool. <laughs> I know,
1: I never, I think I met one other person with the name Ayana, and, yeah and we spelled, she spelled it differently than I did but okay. yeah um but yeah my mom threw in a u in there just to I love it. trip people up but it's fun I love it. yeah um yeah but yeah yeah it's just so much easier to say than especially like on an Instagram name and stuff you yeah. know um but yeah my in kindergarten, like people couldn't the kindergartners couldn't say my name so yeah they just, yeah, yeah cuz it was just like easier to it, say yeah, yeah it's cute i love it Thanks. so yeah um i kind of started Uh, I'm from Orange County, so just kind of grew up there, um, but yeah, I wasn't planning on being a tattoo artist, so it was not, like, my goal or anything, not in the slightest at all. I don't know, I just, like, when you think of, like, tattoo artists, especially, like, female ones, I always think, like, badass, like, you know, just, like, traditional, and they, like, just, like, kind of one of the boys, you know, like, you know, kind of vibe, you know, and, like, I don't know, I just not like that I'm very girly and like I like my flowers Mm. I like you know like I'm not I mean I guess like I can be kind of tomboyish but for the most part I'm like yeah I'm like no I'm like I don't don't get me in the dirt like I want to like sit in (laughs) air-conditioned like like room yeah yeah oh for sure so I'm not at all like yeah no so I didn't really it was not in the radar (laughs) at all but I I definitely was like very artistic like my parents are both photographers um yeah my mom's like a wedding photographer or she was um she taught my dad and then my dad loved it my mom didn't really love wedding photography she kind of just did it to get her foot in the door for photography but my mom's a web designer um and and a graphic designer and and a photographer and then Mm, my hit her up sorry yeah and then my um yeah and then my dad just joined along as an assistant shooter, and then he totally fell in love with it. And my dad's actually really good. He's won a lot of awards on, like, The Knot and stuff like that wow. for his wedding photography and a couple other magazines and stuff. Um, good for your dad. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, but he's, like, uh, it's, like, his side business, actually. It's not even his full-time gig. But um, So I definitely, like, knew I was going to be artsy, mm-hmm. like, something in my industry. So I was actually going to um, OCC for film. Wow. um yeah okay. so i was gonna i wanted to be a film editor um right. i figured it's kind of close to photography i i think i just the ptsd of like doing photo shoots every weekend with my parents for like test shoots and stuff i was like i'm never doing photography <laughs> despite <laughs> i was like not doing this like not no i'm not i'm good um but, yeah, just being, like, the subject for lighting, <laughs> like, my whole <laughs> life and stuff was just maybe not the funnest thing. Yeah. Um, so, that's why I do, like, the post-production of, of film and yeah. stuff. Like, editing photos or editing film is really fun to me. So, um, yeah. So, I was actually, well, originally I was going to be a veterinarian because I love animals oh, and stuff. love that. Um, but just student- Debt and things. I just did not want to get into that. Um,
0: yeah, and the like sad parts of that. Yeah. Being a
1: vet. Oh, it's so depressing. I know it's like one of the top, like, uh, like careers for suicide and stuff. <gasps> oh my um, god. Yeah, because I could see that. It's so. It's very depressing. Yeah, yeah. I worked at a vet for a little bit, and it was fun. It was just yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I. So I was gonna go in that career field. I knew it. A lot of my family is also in the medical field, so thought maybe an EMT or or some kind of like blood and guts doesn't really bother me yeah I like horror so I figured
0: why not yeah I'm like
1: I think I can handle some trauma a little
0: bit yeah like I can
1: I can hang hang. yeah Yeah. I feel like I had a pretty mid mid life with not too much childhood trauma so I think I can hang yeah I can take on a little bit but um yeah so I I, you know I kind of had those three fields in mind where I was like okay like I think I was like eighteen or nineteen at the time, so I was like, okay, either. My mom was pretty very supportive. She was like, okay, whatever you want to do, like as long as you go for something, like yeah. I'll you know help you with rent or whatever, stay in my place, and so I was like, okay, that really gave me an opportunity to like really pick what I wanted to do, um, and had a passion for, and yeah. so, art was kind of not in the radar just because you know that being a fine artist or anything is extremely hard, and you yeah. have to be so good at it and or just know the right people and do a bunch of art galleries. And, like, I just knew I wasn't I, – it was not something I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I didn't plan on being an artist at all. I was like – I thought film was kind of the artist thing that I thought maybe I could do if it wasn't in the medical field. So um, I joined – yeah, I did OCC for – I was at OCC and did some film electives and was just kind of getting my GEs in there. And um, it was actually my boyfriend at the time who was, like – and when, mind you, we had no tattoos. Like, I had nothing. Going into being a tattoo artist. Oh so,
0: my god, you had no experience. Yeah, whatsoever. I didn't even.
1: I had I gotten one like a month before my apprenticeship just so I knew what it right. was like. Just or if to say I, I have like, one. <laughs> yeah, just to be like, see, I have something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't have anything going into it, and he was the one that was actually kind of suggesting that I should do it. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, you know, I think most women who aren't like, you know, fully into that kind of environment, like, you know, it's like. No, it's like permanent like it's scary like I'm not sure what I want like yeah. I was definitely in that mindset of like I'm 18 like I didn't even know what I wanted you know yeah. or anything so I was like I don't know it's kind of scary like what if I fuck up on somebody like <laughs> you know like I don't know and it's permanent it's permanent yeah. yeah and I'm like I don't think I'm like that good at art like I definitely had some friends who were artists who were just way better at, at art than me um, so I only picked it up in, like, middle school, high school, so I, I did it on my free time, I didn't even do any art classes, like, I did AP art, but it was more of, like, a you do whatever you want to do for two hours, it wasn't, right. like, I learned anything, Yeah. so I was, like, I feel like I don't really know, everything is just self-taught, and, um, yeah, and, and my boyfriend at the time was, like, yeah, like, you should try it, like, you're really good at, like, drawing and stuff, and I was, like, eh, like, <laughs> I'm good, like, yeah. that's just not my vibe, um. And then it wasn't until, like, kind of, honestly, like, Ink Master came out. Like, oh, it was, yeah. like, pretty, you know, it was getting really popular. And I, wa- I watched it here and there. I never, like, was super into it. But it was, like, cool to see, like, the different styles that were coming out. Yeah. And, like, the different, like, and how much, actually, like, artistry that goes into it. Like, the composition and just, like, everything. I'm, like, oh, yeah, okay. I learned a lot. Yeah. Because it wasn't just tattooing. They would do those, like, flash challenges that had, like, you know, make this out of Sharpies. Or, like, make these out of, you know, like paper towels, like they would just like do such cool things with like duct tape or whatever. Um and yeah, it just showed me kinda how like, yeah, art is pretty much the same. It's just different it's just different medium, you know. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, so once I kinda got into school I realized honestly I didn't want to do film because I didn't want to drive to LA. Oh yeah. I was just didn't I was you know, Orange County's like an hour, hour and a half away. Yeah. Um so I'm like, eh like do I either wanna commute or I gotta live in LA and I was not really feeling it to no. be honest um and so I kind of uh put off looking at internships there because I uh the ones that were in Orange County were all real estate film
0: and oh, that's not okay. really fun yeah yeah um like just shooting content for like, for like ho- open houses open house- and stuff, uh, yeah and it's yeah like, eh, it's
1: not really what I want to do
0: yeah
1: um so yeah so then I got into um so i was like looking into vet schools and like to be a vet tech or something or a veterinarian and it was just so expensive like i think the salary for a veterinarian is like 36 grand it's like a year it's like oh so my gosh. low it's like basically minimum wage and uh and the but the schooling for two years um was like almost 40 grand so it was like not even worth it
0: yeah so
1: um yeah so i kind of was like you know what like fuck it like I'll try it. And, and, you know, it was kind of nice because it was like, well, if I learn it, um, no one can really take that away from you. You know, I can yeah. always pick it up if I ever, you know, got another job or whatever. I can always do it on the side or, like, totally. it's pretty much remote if I just have the equipment for it or whatever. So I kind of just went for it. And, um, and yeah, like, I just, uh, I just called a bunch of different shops and stuff and um, asked them, like, how you into tattooing and stuff and most yeah. people were just like you make a portfolio of like your art in general and make sure like it's you know like up to par and what you like and you know it doesn't have to be filled up to the brim but just like you know five to ten pieces of your best art or you yeah. that you really love and you know that shows that your versatility and stuff and I was like okay so I, I was working at Coldstone at the time <laughs> and in the back I was uh like hennaing the girls in the back oh like i would literally like God, on our break fun. i'd be like hennaing their hands or like whatever and i was like this is actually kind of fun and yeah. then i would also like draw and just like start drawing and like building up my portfolio on my breaks and stuff so um just so i can get out of there cuz i wasn't really happy i was working there for like 3 years wow um so i was like you know like whatever i got time and i might as well I was just going to classes you know yeah. so uh, yeah, so and then I just went around to different tattoo shops and asked them if they were taking on apprenticeships, and I did that for, like, maybe, like, two weeks of, like, kind of looking, and yeah, and then I found one in Newport, um, and it was kind of funny, because I, like, it was getting a lot of no's, obviously, like, either people aren't looking, because it's really hard to take on an apprentice. Right. That's a lot of work, obviously, yeah. um, and if you want to do that, you know, if you feel like you're good enough to mentor someone, you mm-hmm. know, that's, like... It's a lot of work. So yeah. um, so I expected the no's. Everybody kind of told me, like, don't expect to, like, it's not going to be an easy process. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, okay, like, and I'm not a I'm not a tough-skinned girly. <laughs> I, I know I'm not. I'm like, I'm very... Um, You're a sensitive gal. I am sensitive, yeah. yeah. If you raise your voice at me in any type of way or even talk to me sternly, I will start crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's inevitable. Fair warning. Yeah, I'm like, do not look at me in type of way. we will yes. cry. Like, so I knew, like... Yeah, going into it, I'm like, okay, I gotta, like, put on this brave face and say that I'm a tough, you know, tattoo girl, because I am not. And, like, the tattoo that I got was a little poo bear. It wasn't even, like... Cute. Rugged. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, was, like, it was just like just I couldn't imagine you with like a rugged tattoo though. I,
1: I know. I'm like, I don't know, it's just not me. No. I don't really know. It was a fine line little poo one, um, for my dad. That's so cute. And um yeah, and it was on my ankle, like it's not like visible either. Right. So I was like
0: She's a hidden girl. Yeah.
1: I'm like, <laughs> Okay, well we'll see how this goes. Um and yeah, I got a lot of no's. I talked to a lot of people, like I was just like, Hey, like, okay, like it's cool if you're not taking anybody advice, you know. Um, And, of course, you run into such jerks and assholes who either don't want you in the industry because you're a female or just in general, like, don't want you in. Um, So I definitely have my fair stories of those guys where Mm -hmm. I actually, like, one of the artists, he was a fine line artist, and um, he's really good. Um, And he went, he worked in San Clemente, and I just saw that he was, like, coming down to San Diego for a convention, and mind you, I like had no money. I think I had like a hundred dollars in my bank account, oh my and gosh. I was like, okay, like I, I, grabbed my boyfriend. I was like, hey, can we go this weekend? And I just want to like talk to him and watch him tattoo and maybe like ask him if he's taking an apprentice or, or if he has like any ideas. But I just love his work, and so we drive all the way down here. Um, I get in the convention. The convention is like, I paid like sixty dollars. Like yeah, it's expensive because I paid like thirty bucks for each of us. Yeah, um, to get it just to get in and. Um, you know I didn't have much money but I was like you know what like this is for my career like I gotta just you were taking that leap. yeah, yeah. and um, I go in and, and he's there and he's tattooing and he was such a jerk like oh, he was no. tattooing and I was like oh like um, I love your work like I want to get something want to get more money you know of course but yeah. I just wanted to ask you about like pricing and, and or like your apprenticeship or if you know any any advice for a new artist and he was so short and cold with me he was like uh, he was like, kind of like in be- break breaking, like he was breaking from his tattoo that he was doing. And he was like, well, like my minimum's three hundred, and like you know we can do whatever in that hour span, but it's three hundred dollars. And I was like, oh okay, like that's cool, like no worries. And yeah, um, he's like, yeah, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, like what did you do, or like how how do you become an apprentice, or like and things like that. And he's, like, you just, like, make a portfolio and, like, you know, or you just, like, get tattooed by a certain person, like, artist, and see if they like you enough to, like, hire you on as an apprentice. And I was, right. like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, and, and, yeah. Um, Do you guys have an
0: appointment? Yeah. Uh, yeah, with who? Crystal? Yeah, for Julie. Oh, perfect. No, <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, and then um, – he was just really short. And then Aww. he was like, yeah, that's what I did. And I was like, uh, or he was like, that's what you do. And I was like,
0: oh, OK, cool. Like, So he was a for sure gatekeeper. Yeah, did I think so. Did not want to help out, he really. He wasn't very
1: nice. It's funny because I know people who work with him now. And they, they actually say he's super sweet. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you caught not. him
0: on a bad day. But
1: then when <laughs> I like I messaged him later on. And I was like, hey, like, um, I was going to ask, like, what? how did you get your apprenticeship or something? And he's like, I think I told you enough. Like, Good luck. <gasps> and i was oh, like oh no he's a dick yeah and fuck I was him like, okay. <laughs> like fuck like all right like so i like unfollowed him i was like you're a fucking asshole like i literally spent so much money and time like just to meet you and to like see you work and like you know it's just like and then like i've called places and like it was like kind of during covid so it was like hard to you know no shop shops were even open or right Thing. so i got called a couple places and they were like one one guy he was like uh i was like hey i was are you taking any apprenticeships or anything and he goes uh it's really fucking rude that you're calling on the phone instead of coming in person and i was like oh i just didn't know if you're open and i'm like an hour away from you so i just didn't know like you know but i heard you were a good shop and and so I just wanted to call and ask and he's like well noted that you're not a really gonna gonna be a good apprentice because you're calling on the phone and not coming in and not showing you're dedicated <gasps> and I was like okay again like I'm an hour away so I just didn't even know if you were open or not or if anybody was even there to talk to me but I just wanted to ask like about apprenticeships I wasn't you know and I was like okay well you know like so I just got a lot of like pushback and stuff so it gave me a little tougher skin but it was still like wow okay maybe i don't even know if this is the right step
0: i was just gonna say i feel like that would really deter me if that was my like initial experience in this industry that i'm like passionate about and thinking about wanting to pursue and i'm just getting nothing but fucking cunts yeah talking to me
1: literally i'm like (laughs) i was like okay well all the guys who have reached out are assholes yeah and then i met um, her name is Morgan and she actually just owns a shop now um, in Tustin and um, she was so sweet. She was uh, I met her at Truett Heart in Lake Forest and um, oh. it was just kind of like I just asked them if they retain your apprenticeships. The owner wasn't in. Gotcha. Um, also, he was kind of kind of a jerk, too, <laughs> um, but uh, but it's fine. But I was I was, I uh, he wasn't in. So they're like, oh, talk to Morgan. She's like just finished her apprenticeship. And, you know, she kind of does the same stuff as you, like, maybe pick her brain about, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of talked to her a little bit while she was tattooing. Yeah. She was young, too. She was, like, maybe a year or two older than I am. Like, she was, like, 23 or 24 at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, she was super sweet. And, yeah. And, and so I was like, oh, okay. She gave me really good advice. And, you know, kind of helped Gave me a pick me up a little bit. That's I was good. like, okay, it's possible, you know.
0: There are good people in they this industry.
1: Are, yeah, very far <laughs> and few, but it's it's a thing. And so, oh. um, so the next place I went to, I literally was just googling tattoo tattoo shops. Yeah, I didn't really know the industry very well. So I I Googled another one, and it was in Newport, so I just, like, happened to go in, and it was, like, 30 minutes to close. I was so hungry. I was like, I'll just go here. I'm going to probably get the no, and at least I'll get some food after. Right. And I go upstairs, and um, Jake, the owner, was in, and he was just tattooing by himself. No one else was in the shop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey. Like, I was kind of waiting. I was just kind of waiting for the no. I was like, hey, are you taking any shop help or apprenticeships or anything? He's like, yeah, actually. um, Come by tomorrow, and I'll look at your portfolio when I'm not tattooing. And I was like, oh cool okay That's amazing. yeah awesome and just like so many no's I was like so really surprised that he was like so open and yeah. Um, I mean over time you know you learn a little bit more about your mentor and stuff right right know, maybe the greatest apprenticeship but um, I mean he undeniably he is an amazing artist that doesn't you know deter that but he's you know but he yeah the next day I came in and he, he gave me the job he's like well you're just gonna clean and watch me tattoo and basically you know you're gonna be unpaid for about a year and a half two years and you know we'll see if you last and see if you want to keep doing it I was like okay <laughs>
0: yeah I was it's like, tough in these streets
1: all right i was like okay so i relayed that you know info info to my mom i was like okay like it possibly will be a year two years of just unpaid work and yeah i was there from like from like 10 to 9 every day pretty much. Holy um, shit. For 6 days a week unpaid and I would just uh clean, I would come in, clean the shop, set Jake up for his appointments, um, go get food for him, uh, go get food for the shop, like oh my God. like and I and then, you know, like that's kind of I guess what you would ap- expect somewhat in an apprentice- apprenticeship if you're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard of ones that you can pay for, and it, um, you don't have to do the grunt work of it, so you gotcha. get to just watch and stuff, but you don't have to take out the trash and, like, clean the shop and go mm-hmm. get food. You're not um, the shop bitch yeah, if you pay exactly, money. Yeah, exactly, literally. Yeah, so it's like, you are a fucking slave, pretty much, so you just do whatever, damn. whatever you ask, and you have to do it with a smile on your face, and um, I can't tell you how many times I was, quote-unquote, fired every day, like, for stupid shit that was like, oh, the food order is wrong. You're fired. I'm like, okay, haha, like, you know, or, like, yeah, or, like, I set up his station wrong or whatever, or I knocked over his, like, water cup, his rinse cup, and he's like, you're fired, like, well, just, like, jokingly, but it was just, like, every day it was just, like, you're fired for, like, some stupid reason, and I'm like, okay.
0: But also to that point, like, I'm not your employee, you're not paying me. (laughs) I'm
1: like, I can just leave, but, I mean, I guess I'll stay, Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was grueling. It was not fun.
0: Doesn't sound like um, it.
1: It was uh the respect you get is like pretty much non existent. Uh yeah. I like pretty much never I rarely got like thank yous or like you know I don't know. I, I just never I never felt like appreciated or anything. That's and so shitty.
0: Yeah, it's like it's such a shitty so it was a
1: mind fuck for like two years and just like knowing your self-worth is like okay do you and i i understand their point of like okay well are you dedicated enough to like stay and be like a bitch and like put up with it for a really great job and you know i guess you you can kind of relay it in as like an assistant job where you are someone's bitch and then possibly they can promote you so it's that same but it's it's so different because it's unregulated yeah something that's like tattooing is like still not a medical grade thing so it's not like you have to like a, there's no curriculum there's no like license or anything you're just like you're at the mercy of your your mentor like right. when they say you're ready and you're officially an artist and not an apprentice anymore that's when that's pretty much when you know you're good to go and yeah, yeah you don't have to ever see them again but then it's like this there's this hierarchy and there's these unspoken rules of being a tattoo artist that's like so such a boys club it's just like completely like boys made up these rules yeah and they're they mean nothing and like you have to just kind of abide by it or else you're gonna get shit from other artists so stupid so backwards and it's so annoying trying to like i mean i i now as i am in my career and i've established myself i try to be completely the opposite i try to advocate for women to get into this industry i try to like, show you that there is a better, like, way of teaching people to tattoo instead of making them your bitch for two years, yeah, yeah. and, like, you know, because I tell people that, like, oh, yeah, I, like, was unpaid, and I worked six days a week for 12 hours a day, like, and they're, like, what, like, how did you do that, I'm, like, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I really, I think at the time, I was young, I mean, I started when I was, like, 19, just turned 20, I think that yeah. week, yeah. And, um, yeah, I like, I mean, obviously it wasn't, every day wasn't horrible, but it was just like, there was days where I'm like, ugh, like, I just want to be done and yeah. it sucks to be on someone else's time. And, you know, he was going through a lot with his personal life and, you know, get kids and stuff. So it wasn't like I was his main priority. Right. Um, so, you know, a lot of it was self taught where I was like, okay, like, and, and one thing I have to say, like, he did teach me – he did tell me, too. He was, like – when he was an apprentice, like, he learned more what not to do mm. than what to do. Um, And it's very true. I definitely learned, like, how to make my business better. Yeah. And it's funny because it's, like, everything business-wise, like, I probably wouldn't do what he did. Like, you know, just – one thing is, like, kindness. Like, right, just, like, right. Just being, being genuinely and nice. genuine. <laughs> and, like, it was just, like, unless you were, like, this – trump republican jim bro you didn't get along with him really
0: or mm-hmm. he would just kind of put up with you so we would not get along <laughs>
1: no no i'm like the opposite i'm like i'm black i'm i'm asian like i'm a minority i'm a woman you know right, I was just right. like i'm so different from him yeah and again i started when 2020
0: became prevalent i don't know who that is is he someone famous mm-hmm. <laughs> This man, I this that woman just—I saw her turn around, and look at him, and go. They're recording a podcast, and then that guy was like, with the biggest smile, waving at us. He thought
1: podcast—you
0: can see them. Maybe or
1: something, and just <laughs> wanted to give a good wave. If
0: you're if you're <laughs> a famous person in Mission Beach, just walk by with your cute little kid and your wife. Hi! Shout us out. Yeah. <laughs> Let us <Yeah>.
1: know. <laughs> Come back. We'll bring you on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! That how was funny. Cute. Um, sorry that totally good. got me st- i was like who is this one oh, really like, important we yeah. need to know i like when you said yeah i looked i was like well, i don't
1: know who <laughs> that is yeah but good to say hi There's a lot of
0: people walking by which there is are, nice yes we're on a busy street yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i get so uncomfortable sometimes because they can like look through the window and i'm like do i look back or do i right. stare away right do yeah. I just, i'll
0: just stare intently at my tattoo yeah that's what i do yeah i'm like okay I just pretend like they're not looking at yeah. me it's just like a fishbowl it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. But it's nice. It's good business. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. They, they get to get a little show as they walk by. Yeah, I know. I'm like,
1: I guess they don't really like, do that. I don't know. Tattooing is definitely like very. I feel like it's still very unknown. Like, yeah. I mean, like most people who are new to the industry, like who are getting a tattoo for the first time, like they never really. Uh-huh. They have a lot of questions. Yeah. And, like, you know, it is very, like, I don't know how this process works. And it's yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, that's exactly how I started. Because I was, like, I really was fresh. Like, I really had one tattoo.
0: You were a real tattoo version. Yeah.
1: Before. I, was, like, I had nothing other than that one experience. Wow. And, um, you know, and the fact that Jake gave me a chance was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think more just, he was just looking for some free work. I didn't, yeah. it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like he like loved he said, me a as a person. bitch. Yeah. There it is. I was like, cool. And I know it's like <laughs> kind of dumb, cool. but like even like my ex was like, he was like, do you ever feel like it's because you're black, like, he gets, like, a little slave? And I was like, Jesus. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he gets you're to
0: like, feel... like, that's a little fucking morbid, yeah, but yeah, possibly. I, mean,
1: possi- I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. That's not
0: funny. Yeah, not no, be but it's still,
1: like, okay, like, may- I wouldn't put it past him. Like, he definitely, right. like, he definitely said some really misogynistic or mm-hmm. somewhat racist shit, and it uh, was just very, like shit alright.
0: like the shit you learn about people and you know what's scary is like i'll hear some racist ass shit come out of people's mouths or like they'll like they'll do something where i'm like that's really fucking racist yeah and they don't even know no they're like they're so oblivious to the fact that that was racist it's pretty terrifying
1: yeah and they think that like they're genuinely like good people and i'm like do you not realize like that's (laughs) not okay to say or yeah and it was just like Yeah, and it was hard because, like, the shop name on his Instagram was – or, like, the name on his Instagram was his shop – the shop name. Oh, yeah. So anything he posts, people assumed that, like, we were all a part of it. Yeah. And it wasn't the case, like, you know. So um, so it was kind of hard to, like, when – especially during COVID, like, the mask mandates, like, technically we're supposed to be closed, but we're not, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and and Orange County, obviously, is, like, way more – um, you know, especially in the beach areas, are very more Republican, which is like whatever. But um, you know, at the time, they had like anti-mask rallies and uh, like White Lives Matter rallies, Jesus like Christ. things like that, where it was just like, you know, and he's my boss, so I have to kind of sit there and be like, yeah, like I see it, but I have to pretend like honestly, I played into it. I was like, right. yeah, like because you know, like some of my family's Republican, so I. You and know,
0: also what are you going to do be yeah, like absolutely uh, really not. not and then him I, be like okay, okay you're, you're done fired. yeah <laughs>
1: and like so I just kind of was like oh, oh yeah I agree you know and or like that's yeah that's horrible and just
0: such just, a shitty position to be put in
1: Yeah it was just like I wish you could just take politics out of it like and that's like one of the huge things that um you know I wish uh, that I strive for in my business is like you know if I ever open a shop or anything like that's the one of, like I would have a code of conduct, you know, because it's you don't really have that in tattoo no. in tattooing. It's People like, get to say do they whatever, say whatever, the, do fuck whatever they want. the fuck they want, and the stories that I've heard from clients who were like, my tattoo artist was on drugs and like nodding off during oh my, my god. tattoo, so or scary like, you know just so like scary. just like awful stories that were like, oh my god, like how is this not a regulated fucking thing, like. You know what I mean, like yeah. And it's like, or they just like up and leave, like oh I was getting tattooed and we we're starting the sleeve and then I go back to the shop and they like they're like oh he left or like, you know it's like most of the time it's like them going to rehab or them just moving but it's like not telling their clients that they're leaving. Yeah. And they're just like well I have to get this finished but
0: who do, who I, do go I go to now? now? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like so bad you know and so yeah like the one thing is like I would totally if I own a shop and stuff I. One thing would be, like, yeah, like, we're not talking about politics on both sides. Like, let's just keep it PC. Like, yeah. I don't want any issues with that. But also just, I, uh I would hope it's a normal normality, but uh, not being racist, misogynistic,
0: <laughs> sexist. Yeah. That like, is not fucking tolerated at the yellow door. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm <laughs> don't there, bring I'm that so shit. I'm so
1: comfortable here that I don't have to, like, you know, feel, like, this weird tension because I'm, like, I agree. But, I, you know, I have to agree, but I don't want to, like, upset right them by saying like well this is actually how facts are and like Mm -hmm. they're like fucking fake news and i'm like bro i like (laughs) can't do it (laughs) and at one point he was like you know i don't care who you vote for because like it i i think at the time i was the first time i ever voted yeah and i was like okay like i obviously voted i think for biden at the time and i was like okay well you know i'm just like." that's great. I'm glad you don't care that I who I vote for, but I mean it shouldn't. And if matter. you did, what would you yeah. do?
0: Like, I was I'm like, confused. I was like, All right. Well,
1: <laughs> good to know. But I, obviously, it did matter because you know, like, yeah. I think I, I was telling you that one time where um, where I was ta- uh, he was tattooing and I was watching him tattoo, and I was we were mutual friends with his client. Like, he was friends with his client, and uh, he did like training and stuff. So I trained with him and his girlfriend. Yeah. And then um. You know, I come in and, and I was watching them and he was talking crap about his ex-girlfriend and I was defending her because I trained with her. And, um, yeah, and he was, he's like, what more do you women want? We let you vote. We let you, like, <laughs> right? You guys learn what you, you know, what you get to learn. We have to pay for everything. Like, I was like, literally, like, my jaw was open. Like, are you literally saying this to me right now? And he was, like, saying it in a joking manner to, you know, skate by right but you know he was like dead serious
0: yeah that's truly how he feels
1: yeah and the owner was also agreeing with him you know and like a couple other of, of the guys who were s- around were also like haha like yeah that's so true or like things like that and I was just and he goes like oh you're probably I'm probably like you're punching me in the face right now huh and I was like yeah that was just I can't believe you just said that but um whatever and I just had to like entertain it and play along and just be like all right, well, I'm gonna go clean the back or something, like, Jeez. you know, I'm like, that's just, and it was, and it, and I didn't know the level of abuse that I was kind of enduring. Yeah. Either.
0: <laughs> Very high levels. Yeah,
1: I was like, oh, okay, like, it's just guys being guys, and you really do hear that, like, locker room talk, and, like, and it's funny enough, it's, it's a Christian shop. Yeah, like, hmm.
0: I don't it was, think like, Jesus hey, would be very happy. <laughs> I know. And it's
1: like, you justify it that way, you know? And I'm a Christian as well. But, I mean, to hear what these guys were saying sometimes. And I'm like, and you consider yourself a Christian. You consider yourself, like, a genuinely good person. And you are saying, like, awful things. And there was, at one time, there was, um, there was like, a tanning salon underneath. We are on the second, store, mm-hmm. second floor. And there was a tanning salon next door. And the, the owner, she was really nice. She was kind of like this OC housewife kind of lady. Yeah. Um, but there was a guy, uh, he was gay, he worked there, and um, he'd always kind of sit in the front by the door, the window, and when I would walk upstairs, I would say, I just waved to him or something. We never really talked too much other than hi, hello. Yeah. But he was he was nice, you know. Um. And then one day he came up for our flash event, and I was like, oh, hey, like, I never, you know, I, I didn't see you for a while. And he's like, oh, I stopped working there, and, and so we started just talking, and, and I was like, well, it's good to see you. Like, let me know which one you want um, off the flash, and I'll I'll direct you to, uh, like, what artist to go to. Yeah. And, like, as soon as I, like, stopped talking to him, I, I look over at my mentor, and he makes this, like, face of, like, wow, like, okay, you're really talking to him? Like, what? out of, like, disgust. Like, because he was, like, very femme for being gay, you right. know? And I was, like, I kind of just look at him, like, what did I do? Like, right. Okay, what what like, was wrong about I that? I can't have a conversation with a person. Like, but he would just looked at me like, okay, yeah, nice. Like, don't put me in that direction. And he like kind of referred to him like that. Like, just kind of like, he's like, super gay. I'm like,
0: yeah. And?
1: Yeah, cool. <laughs> or just like, he just like, oh, it's like, like, it's just too much. And I was just like, all right for you yeah I'm like people think
0: you're too much yeah that's just
1: great (laughs) dude like I don't know who you think you're entertaining here like you know so he just like gave me the space so basically like don't send him my direction like you know so I gave him to a different artist to get tattooed by because I was just like all right but the fact that he like thought I would entertain that like yeah like I'm gonna agree with you on that it was just like and just little things like that I didn't realize like how bad it was until I started I moved down to San Diego yeah recently and then um and yeah and then I started working guest spotting at this shop of mainly girls and and they're all really super sweet but yeah yeah, I would kind of tell them stories like this and they're like are you okay (laughs) wait like
0: do you we need we need a therapy session yeah literally
1: like (laughs) they're like um that's not normal because I would do stuff for for my mentor as well that wasn't even part of my apprenticeship right
0: has nothing to do with you learning to be a tattoo artist yeah like i
1: i helped him paint rooms i uh like took his car to the dealership (laughs) um i like picked up stuff for his ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife to like take like i went to his house a couple times to like yeah like i remember he was like putting stuff out for her to take like a washing a washing machine and stuff so i had to like drive the other co-workers truck to like his house to like take her stuff you know like things like that oh my god um like yeah like just like doing like flooring or like cabinet work okay. um and just like things that totally didn't
0: <laughs> did not, not make any sense any, like
1: or would like drop his kid like kids like lunch off at their school or <laughs> like pick up like go <sighs> to his sister's house and like pick up their car seats
0: the eye roll right now yeah, It's is is just like
1: I don't know. I just was like, okay, anything you need, I guess, you know, and I'm not your assistant, but I mean, I guess I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do. If that makes me move a step closer to finishing, then like I was doing it. So yeah. And it was just like, I was normal. Like I just,
0: you didn't know any better. Yeah. That was
1: my routine. And, and just, yeah, the things like if the food order was wrong, I have to go back and, and do it again. Or like, you know, at one point, like he was officially divorced. And I, I obviously had no money at that point, but I had like I think I literally had like thirty dollars in my account. And I went to Sidecar Donuts, and if you've ever been to Sidecar side Donuts, it's a kind of an expensive don,
0: donutery. <laughs> um, <laughs> donutery, but
1: it's it was it's good. They're super good. Um, and like like but like a half a dozen donuts is like thirty dollars, like twenty five dollars or something like that. And so I I because I knew who was like officially divorced that day and how hard his divorce has been. Um, I went to I went early and I got him some donuts from there um, and I spent I think I had I think at the time I had like $5 left after that Yeah. in my account and um, I didn't get a thank you or anything he didn't even eat them he was like you can have them if you want or like he like offered them to like some of the other co-workers to like eat and I was like oh my god okay like Noted. I'm not, like, I was trying to go above and beyond. Just to, like, show that I'm, like, I mean, I know you. You know, yeah. I know every aspect of your life now. I'm yeah,
0: like, and I'm, a, I'm still appreciative, even though yeah. this is the shittiest situation exactly. I could be in.
1: Yeah, and he, like, totally didn't give a fuck about anything that oh I did. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah, it was just kind of that level of respect. Or, like, how many times I, I went to the shop, I would know, get there normally, like, uh, 30 minutes, an hour early to clean. And I would sit there and wait and be like okay 20 minutes okay 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour goes by and I'm like he's still not here and his appointment's at 11 and his appointment's not here and he'd be and I would text him like are you still coming to the shop like I'm here waiting for you so I can like watch you tattoo and or like help you with anything you need and he'd be like oh they texted me and saying like they rescheduled or they canceled and like at one point he did that for like a week straight like where I would drive and I'm not getting paid again so I'm like driving 20 minutes outside you know of my house to yeah. and cleaning and then like you know and it's like I'm supposed to be appreciative of my job that's what they tell me and yet I'm like not even being respected of like why can't you just tell me that like and no one else was in the shop and I'm not a shop apprentice there's like a difference oh okay um of being like a shop apprentice is like you kind of learn from everybody in the shop so that means you like set up everybody or break them down or take their trash out right you're yeah. not just
0: one person yes Assistant. Exactly. exactly so you kind of gotcha. you learn
1: from everybody so that means you kind of help everybody yeah um what uh, the difference with mine was I was the owner's apprentice but so I kind of did stuff for the shop like cleaning it but I didn't do I didn't learn from everybody else I didn't yeah. learn a little bit obviously but I wasn't like if they wanted me to take their trash out or like clean their station or whatever they're supposed to tip me right, right, right. and like stuff like that and um and yeah so I just like You know, I didn't really find any level of like appreciation for like the things that I would do for the shop or like spend my own money and like certain things like you know a certain like and I remember like from my birthday, um, he he he, he's like, can you go in the car and and get get what's in the car and and his car? I was like, yeah, sure. So I like went down and and I know there was a like a longer mop and like a Swiffer almost. Uh like a new broom or something he's like happy birthday and like shut the fuck yeah, up. yeah like he's he's like that's what i you know that's what i got oh thank <laughs> <So I was laughs> like, god you know so i was like cool thanks you know and so yeah like it's so just the like, clean and stuff and and it sucked because even after all of that um he hired a new apprentice after i was officially done yeah uh and i kind of helped because he kind of started while I was ending like in the last month Mm, mm -hmm. and so I kind of taught him like what I did on the daily or whatever and um and then like a few months after I was done like or not even like a couple a couple months ago before I left the apprentice came in and he's a guy whatever he's like a lot like the owner so they Mm. get along a lot better yeah um but he goes like uh he I don't know how the subject came up but he he was like oh um yeah like I didn't really want to tell you like you know, whatever, and I was like, just tell me, or I'm, I'm assuming you're kind of just telling me I was a bad apprentice, like, uh-huh. when I was apprentice, he's like,
0: the guy you apprenticed for, yeah, Okay. Yeah. so the, the
1: apprentice is telling me this, and he's oh, like, oh, okay, he's like, oh, yeah, Jake said you weren't, like, a great apprentice, and, like, he's like, I learned what more not to do when he would point stuff out that you weren't cleaning, or whatever, and I was like, cool, man, like, I wasn't made to be someone's bitch. Is that yeah. what you're telling me? Like,
0: have you seen my work? Yeah. Have I was you seen like, how I tattooed? Because yeah. that's what matters right now.
1: Yeah. It was just like, and you're an apprentice, and you're telling me this. You know what I mean? Like, and I think again, it was like because I was the youngest at the shop. Mm-hmm. Even the apprentice was older than me. You know, so I was just kind of like, but it was just like again, like the audacity of you telling me this after the fact that.
0: Right, if I'm your apprentice, correct me in the moment. Yeah, If I'm doing something wrong, don't just then continue to tell someone else, like, yeah, you see how she's doing that? Don't do that. Exactly. That's not effective.
1: No, and that's, like, how it always (laughs) was. And, like, I would – and we – he almost fired me at one point because, like, there was no standard, you know? It was, like, I was really his – and it's funny because Morgan, the one that I had met on a whim, was actually his apprentice. Um, No way. Yeah, she apprenticed under him for a few months – but he was going through personal life stuff, divorce and all this stuff. So he right. had to like, let her go because he was dealing with too much and he was mm. moving shops and stuff. And it was funny, but I didn't know that until after the fact of like when I met Jake and he was like, oh, actually, she was my apprentice for a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Um, so I was actually his first apprentice that finished under him. He's had like five or six under him before, but he's fired. Everyone said, fuck that. They, 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 no, he got fired. They're all oh. He fired them all. Jesus. Yeah, it was like they wouldn't take trash out and then like one of them wasn't cleaning and then he said like one day he like came in and he grabbed the trash can like everything in the trash and dumped it on his station and was like you're fired clean it up and you're fired and like left and he's like get out oh my god and like it was just like yeah like or like when i think another one he said that he would when jake wasn't in the shop the other artist saw that he this apprentice was like tattooing but he wasn't, like, supposed to tattoo, Um, but if he was supposed to tattoo, it was supposed to be, like, small, minimal stuff, and he was doing, like, he was, the other artists saying, were saying that he was doing, like, portraits and stuff like that he wasn't supposed to do, so he fired him for that, and, like, just other, a bunch of other dumb reasons, one of them, like, just, like, up and stopped coming, like, disappearing, (laughs) and I guess he said that he found out later that he got in trouble for tattooing, like, outside of it underage girls oh my god and, like got reported or something yeah oh, shit. and then funny enough he actually came back to the shop like when i was working there and he was like oh that was an apprentice that like disappeared on me
0: oh and he was god. asking
1: for a job like when he came and stuff and he's like yeah man sorry we're full here but like good luck to you but he literally like dropped off the face of the earth and it was just because he like probably got arrested i think he said or something um or deported um, one of the two, he didn't know what happened to him.
0: What so, an experience. Yeah.
1: So I was the first apprentice he had technically finished. So I feel like the standard, he didn't really know like yeah. what he wanted and like, yeah, cause it was a, it was a studio. It wasn't necessarily like a, a shop shop you would kind of assume like on the street. Right. So, um, so all the artists were on rent. So that's different than being on commission. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah when you're on rent you're normally like you pay a certain price every month and you can come and go as you please it's yeah normally people who are booked out longer so they don't have to like you know rely on the walk-ins right as commission you're like totally relying on the walk-ins most of the time and you give a cut to the shop yeah every time so because everybody was on rent and at the time it was just me him and another artist there wasn't anybody else so oh okay it's like it a very intimate shop yeah so the other two stations were empty for majority of the time i was there um so it was like it was like okay well if jake's not in and if sal's not in then is there any point for me to be here right because i'll clean the shop in like 30 minutes but like there's no point in me sitting here. And it's not like we get walk-ins or anything. Yeah, People just call the shop if they wanted anything. Um, and it was during COVID, so it's not like people were really... Like, people were wanting tattoos, but they would just call the shop and ask because yeah. everybody was closed. Yeah. Um, so I was like, so do you want me to stay and sit at the shop? Or do you want me to go home and draw? Like, I can do both. And he'd just be like, yeah, I mean, like, you can do whatever you want to do. And it was just, like, so, like, loose that I was like, mm. all right, well
0: not much direction yeah I'm like so
1: do you want me there or not yeah you know what I mean and it was like well you do whatever you want I don't mind if you go home and I was like all right okay then I'll go home yeah <laughs> you know so um so there was a couple times where I you know like left early or whatever because um at the time he was like yeah that's fine like go work out with that trainer like Will or whatever because it was his friend too and I was like okay it's just on Wednesdays can I leave a little bit early so I left at like seven instead of like nine. Oh, okay but I would still set him up and stuff. I just wouldn't break him down that night. And he's like, I don't care. And I was like, alright. And then, one day I did that, and then the next day um, he was actually supposed to tattoo me. Uh Uh-huh. And he, I was, I texted him. I got there early. I was like, hey, set you up. Like, I set you up this. Is that okay? Didn't respond to me. And then I was like, hey, like, I'm gonna go to 7-Eleven get you something. Do you want anything? Never responded to me. And then, like, an hour goes by after, like, my appointment time with him. And I was like, are you okay? Like, I just want to make sure you're good. Like, yeah. you're not here yet. And then, like, literally the whole day I was, like, texting him. He, like, never texted me back. I called him. He didn't call me back. But he was posting Instagram, like, stories and stuff, like, of his kids, like, playing out. I was like, are you good? Like, I don't understand. You know, and I even asked some of the co-workers. I was like, is he okay? Has he texted you? And they're like, I don't know, not really. And I was like, okay. And then, like, literally, like, two days goes by. And I even texted his, like, girlfriend at the time. I was, like, I- is, she- is he okay? Like, I just want to make sure he's good. Like, I see that he's posting, but I just want to make sure, like, did I do something or whatever? Right. And then, like, the next day I got, like, this long text about how um, how I don't need an apprentice. And you could be here if you want to be here, but I'm not going to force you to do anything. And, like, basically, like, calling me out for, like, not being there and, like, not being dedicated enough. And I was, like, my anxiety was so high. I was literally, like, going to throw up because I was, like, fuck. Like, I'm fired. Like, after a year and a half, like, of work, like, I'm going to be fired like that because I went, I left early one day. Like
0: Jesus, that's terrifying because yeah. of all the free work you've done yeah, for it's so Yeah, it's, like, long. such a waste
1: of time, you know. And I was literally, like, I, I was with my mom, and I was, like, Jake hasn't texted me. And I was talking about it, and then I got the text. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I was, like, literally shaking. And I was, like, holy shit, holy shit. Okay, like, he has an appointment today at 3 Because at the time, he didn't have that appointment the next day. So I was, like, kind of, like, at the mercy of, like, I was showing up at the shop, but he wasn't showing up. So I was, like, fuck. Like, and so, yeah. And so I was, like, okay, he has an appointment at 3. I was, like, can we talk about this? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was, like, so nervous. And he's like, he didn't say anything. So I just showed up at the shop. And he was like, I set him up or whatever, and he didn't really say anything. I was like, Are we okay? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, well, you told me it was okay to leave, so I didn't know it was a problem. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I don't remember saying that, but like, okay. And he was, he was like, and I even talked to my coworker. He's like, He just needed to bend it out, and he's fine now. And I was like, Okay, mm-hmm. but I thought I was fucking fired. Like,
0: <laughs> like the way, the way some men handle like, yeah, like you, they just like.
1: Passive we'll aggressive. Fight it out and yeah. then like and just be like be cool, oh, cool afterwards. Yeah,
0: it's crazy to me. And
1: yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how many times that. I think almost everybody in the shop made me cry. Oh um, God.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you're not in that shop anymore. Anyway. Yeah,
1: I am too. I'm
0: <laughs> so glad you're here
1: now. <laughs> me too. I feel so like mentally happy. Good. Um, because I was just I've never. It was so like hard. I just never really realized like how, how bad. Yeah you know, shop owners can be. And you
0: realized this after. Like, you didn't start realizing how bad you had it until you went to this shop in San Diego that you were at. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. girl, this is not yeah, right. This yeah. is not normal. They were,
1: like, genuinely concerned and like, how it was doing. And I was like, is that not normal? Like, honestly, I I genuinely thought I was, I had a really good apprenticeship. Like, I genuinely was like, my apprenticeship was so easy. I really thought that. Oh up up until, until I went to Buju, they were like, Girl, that is not healthy not it. and not good. Like that's not okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I knew like some things. I was like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But like honestly, I, I that majority of it was pretty good. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, it's like pretty good. Like I I don't have to. I don't get beat up. Like I don't, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like because yeah, I mean I I think I mentioned I I had another one. We hired another artist, two artists, and um they're about year into it and um and he was probably the worst one to me he he was him and his girlfriend actually uh you know worked there and whatever and I got along with his girlfriend his girlfriend is an amazing artist and she's so sweet and she was an apprentice at his apprentice at the time Mm -hmm. and stuff and it was really great um I actually like really liked her a lot um him me and him kind of got into it a couple times um he was really cool at first um I think we're we're fine you know yeah. um but then there was just one time where I went and threw away trash for him as a favor and yeah. I texted him that like hey like I threw your trash for you like I was sick for two weeks with COVID so I came back and I saw his trash in the back so I threw it away because I didn't want Jake to see it and get get in trouble or whatever right. so I was like okay like I threw it away for you just want to let you know and then he's like are you coming in the shop today and I was like um yeah and then he like came he waited till like everybody left and he like ripped me a new one basically and I was like he was like that was so disrespectful like you're lucky that you know you have such an easy apprenticeship I used to get beat up if I didn't clean up after people and like I used to get held down to get tattooed and I was like okay well like so you're mad at me the fact that I don't get physically abused assaulted. yeah I was like
0: (laughs) for absolutely no reason okay
1: like and you know at first I was in the conversation I was kind of scoffing because I was like dude like I did you a favor and you're yelling at me for this and you're not you're not anything you're not my mentor you're not my boss at all. like I was doing you a favor and so I was kind of scoffing at him he's like so you're disrespectful like this and that I was like no like I didn't have to do any of that stuff for you but I just did it because I thought we were friends yeah like it totally like and so I started crying. If you're going to yell at me, I'm going to cry. Right. And he was just sensitive like. sensitive
0: girl he's over yeah. here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I am a sensitive girl. I know I am. But I try to hold my ground at first. But, you know, obviously, yeah, you're going to yell at me or scold me. I'm going to cry. Yeah,
0: you can't just scream at someone for yeah. a long period of time and expect nothing to happen. Yeah.
1: So I was kind of like, all right. And he's like, you well, know, like, this is why I normally don't hire women, because they're emotional. And, like,
0: and I was like, all right. Uh. So toxic. Yeah. And I still, so at the end of it. We were still
1: good. We were still like I still did stuff for him, like I still that I didn't have to, and like you know I tried to be you know accommodating and like you know play nice so right. that you know I thought we were like friends and you know we weren't apparently, and me, me and me and her are still good. That's good. But um, yeah, uh, towards the end of it, like me, like he we hadn't talked in like a year, like he would just I I complimented his tattoo one time like before i left and and i was like oh wow i was talking to his client i was like that's a really great tattoo that looks awesome like i'm really a big fan of the the video game that he got tattooed yeah and uh he and then i he happened to walk by and i looked at him and i was like that looks great that's a great tattoo and he goes <laughs> like just looks at me like just scoffs at me and was like rolled his eyes ew and i was like okay well
0: Cool. N- Never mind. Yeah. We'll I was like, Next time I will, before.
1: you know, and then this fact that he, we stopped talking was like on his account. Like, yeah. Like, he thought he was, I, I had kind of told him because I, I had like a fridge and like snacks and stuff for my clients, and he kept coming in and taking them and like using them for his clients or whatever. And I didn't have any mind. Like, I don't care if you take some snacks or whatever, but just like ask me or like don't take advantage of it. Yeah. And he was definitely taking advantage, and I was getting kind of annoyed. Yeah. And he had come in one time with a client of mine who was very COVID-conscious, and, um, and we were doing, like, kind of an intimate area, so um, I scheduled her on a day where I knew I was getting this separate room Yeah. to tattoo that was more private, and that no one was really coming in. And mm-hmm. no one was in all day up until he. I heard him swing my door open, no. and he comes in, like, kind of high, and I was like, "Hi, hey, what's up? And He's just kind of complaining about this client that he has, and he basically said that he's going to start this new project with him, and he said that if he changes anything, he can go fuck himself. Oh, my God. And, like, me and my client just shoot looks at each other, like, did he really just say that to us? Like, that's so unprofessional, just so rude, and, like, and so I had messaged him and I said, like, hey, like... You know that was really inappropriate i could have lost a client from that luckily she said that it wasn't a big deal yeah and you know that she was understanding that it wasn't my fault and you know and but i was like it potentially i could have lost it so i just wanted to tell you like um you know that it didn't you know it wasn't good like i didn't want that to yeah. happen again and he was like totally understand and i said like i'm not mad at you at all like it's fine like i understand but i just want to let you know like if my door's shut can you not come in right and he was like i don't understand i'm sorry i just miss you on our side of the room and like we were talking and stuff and i was like okay no worries um and then from there he stopped talking to me i don't know what happened so weird um, and then i i had mess i had asked his girlfriend i said what's wrong like i don't understand like why you stopped talking to me And not that it was a bad, to me, it was a bad thing because he, you know, he reamed me out a couple times, like, he said things like you're only booked out because you're a woman, and like shit like that to me, so it was just like, it wasn't like a great friendship, it was more like I put up with him so we had coworkers to hang out with but, um, yeah, it was, and he would also like demean his girlfriend sometimes, like in front of my clients and their clients like, you know, just saying things and like kind of belittling her in front of her, and she's so sweet and like kind that you know i know she sees it but it was it was really uncomfortable yeah so i was glad i got the little private room but um but yeah uh there was just there was a lot of things where i was like i'm not mad at the fact he's not talking to me but right but i asked her and she's like oh she thinks he thinks that you're mad at him and i was like i'm not mad at him he can talk to me and she's like you should talk to him i was like no (laughs) no talk to me Uh, he's a grown up he's like 35 years old yeah he can fucking figure it out yeah and uh yeah and so we didn't talk for like a year so it was just like one coworker I didn't talk to at all and he completely ignored me. I was cool with his girlfriend and that was about it. And then, you know, I met my mentor and he was cool and then I had one other coworker who was actually cool with and I liked him a lot. And other than that, like I really I didn't really try to get along with any like I tried but it was like at that point it was just like the passive aggressiveness of the yeah. guys there and like the misogyny that they kinda had um was a little bit annoying. Yeah. And, You know, I was, I was ready to get out. I knew I wasn't going to stay long. Um, I feel like I did my year, year and a half after my apprenticeship. I was like, all right, I showed you that I can be in your shop. And I dedicated, you know, the time that you dedicate to me is repaid.
0: Like. Or or even. Or
1: even. (laughs) Like, I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm done. And so yeah I had some friends and some clients from San Diego and I was like this is you know fuck it like I'll just move and my mom had just moved to Houston so I was like you know what like maybe it's just new beginnings let's just try it out yeah so yeah so in April I moved down here and kind of started over and you know found you through an Instagram ad actually yeah Um, love those Instagram ads yeah they totally work (laughs) and I was like you know what I think I need to do this. Like, I need my own space. Yeah. Um, I had guest spotted at the Boujou, um, in, what is that? You uni- uh, Hillcrest. Okay. Hillcrest. Okay. Um, and and yeah, and they were great. Yeah. But it just wasn't something. It was a little too crowded. There was about eight or nine artists there. Right. There was about six or seven stations, so yeah. I had to share a station. Yeah, because you were just guest at
0: first, right? Yeah. It was kind mm-hmm.
1: of like a working interview
0: basically yeah I guess
1: spotted but technically it was like to see if I liked it enough to get hired on or if they liked me enough to get hired on which was a great tester yeah that's a good idea um yeah very well but it was just kind of a little it just was a little too cramped for me but everybody was so sweet I love the owner Brianna like she's been such an advocate for me like honestly like I have you know you and her have been really like the powerhouse to like me feeling like good about working under you guys like I I have called Brianna like when I was thinking about taking over, Jeannie's space, mm-hmm. who has like a shop of uh, permanent makeup artists yeah. and stuff, and um, yeah, and she's just she was super sweet and helpful too, and yeah, yeah and I was just like I, I confided with Brianna a lot because I was like, do I get my own studio? Like, should I take the space you know yeah. with you at the Yellow Door, or should I do? genies and take possibly take on this 1100 foot space and be a shop owner. Right, and like, right.
0: That was a big decision. It's a huge decision. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, I had to rebuild my clients so my clients haven't been, you know, as high and I was so nervous about just, like, paying bills and things like that. And yeah. But she was so supportive and she's like, do whatever you want. Like, don't feel like you, you know, can't do it because I told her, like, one very big insecurity of mine oh. is just being really young because I'm t- I just turned 24. Right. Um, and... I didn't think that I could possibly, you know, this, another weird unspoken rule is, like, is what Hunter, the guy that me and him did not get along, he was like, you shouldn't be a, a shop owner until you've had at least 10 years' experience. And he was reaming out Morgan, who owned, the sh- who made the shop because they were best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was thinking about opening her, her shop, and she was very successful. She's, yeah. like, does fine line as well. And she's just, um, she's one of amazing artists. Yeah. And, um, you know, she confided in him about owning up a shop and stuff. And and he was, like, just saying these, like, kind of unspoken rules of tattooing that you should do this and you can't do this. And I was, like, who came up with these rules? Like Idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, like, it just sounds like you're <laughs> jealous of the fact that she's young and successful. And I was, like, I was telling him, like, if she falls on her ass and, like, that's her own she can make those choices yeah Yeah. lesson learned yeah exactly but that's not for you to judge and make these rules about being you know young or having a certain level of years in your experience like you know what i mean like
0: i think when people say things like that it's coming from a a sense or a place of like insecurity in themselves i think like they don't think they can do it or they like don't have the confidence in themselves therefore they're like projecting that on everyone else like you absolutely if I don't think I can do it why do you think you can do it
1: exactly yeah it's totally it felt like that and even like yeah even when I was thinking about taking over the shop down in San Diego like I was like uh I still got those comments all the time that were like well like I wouldn't do it it's a lot of work and like I don't think it's a good idea and I was like well sorry this freaking fly I know (laughs) (laughs) um I was like I don't really you know, I appreciate the input, but, like, if I want to try it, then I'll do it, you know? And I
0: think I'm more than capable as a person to manage people. Yeah. And, um, I think so, too, just knowing you in such a short oh, amount of time. Thank you. I think you'd make a great job. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've, like, I think just being genuine is, like, a huge thing. It's, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's hard to be like caring to
0: your tenants a nice person yeah it's just like how are you doing like generally you know
1: and of course like you're not going to get along with every coworker. there's always going to be some kind of drama in the shop but you know when it comes down to the nitty-gritty like if they're your people and like it's a good environment that you're putting them in Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're respected as artists they'll stick around absolutely it's not you know the main thing is just being disrespected and like feeling like you're in the middle of petty drama in the shop and that's normally why people leave yeah and if there's you know if you're not feeling respected as an artist or heard from the owner you know or your co-workers like you're gonna leave yeah and like that's what happened with me it was like I just felt like I was there to fill a void but he didn't really give a shit if I whatever I was doing right um so it just whatever I did it just felt like I was and it it just set this insecurity with me with him where I was like, anytime I showed him a tattoo or whatever, he wouldn't say anything. He would just look at it and just nod his head, like, okay. Like, and just say that. So and even my our, our clients who were the ones who they were looking at yeah. the tattoo of they were like that was so scary like I don't know how you do that and, like I would get that all the time because they're like he's so intimidating and I'm like dude I have to deal with it all the time like
0: like I'm used to it
1: yeah like, just like <laughs> I have to just I have to know what his nods mean or like him just staring at a tattoo and not saying anything for five minutes
0: yeah like read into it more yeah I'm just like
1: okay it is. that's it exhausting is. yeah it's like the the tension and the anxiety I would have from from being an apprentice is exhausting but I mean Jesus. overall it's fun now now, that I'm done, now. <laughs> now now that I'm done I'm like wow it's a, actually a really great career like I get to fucking draw on people for a living and I make my own schedule I make yeah. my own pay like yeah. I can technically work wherever um and who doesn't like tattoos you know right na- especially nowadays I think right. that's like why I'm such a in my own business I'm very much an advocate for women getting tattooed um but just like being okay that it's dainty and small mm-hmm. and thin, like, yeah. it's just the the stereotype of, like, I understand, like, they say bold will hold and whatever, but, you know, sometimes it's not the aesthetic that you're going for. Right,
0: and it's also up to the client, like, the, if the exactly. client's paying this money and yeah. they want something that you're telling them is going to fade in six weeks, yeah. then let them get it and come yeah. back and pay you more money. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> I'm like,
1: if that's what they want, but, you know, like, having that decision on their own is why people come back to me, honestly. It's like, I really tried to push this, like, I am not offended if you want to change or, you know, do anything, say anything about your tattoo. Like, this is still going on you permanently. Of, of course, it's going to hurt my feelings a little bit. Like, you know, when I spend a lot of time drawing this for you. But, right. I mean, it's still the level of trust. And I'm, I rarely ever, I think maybe like one or two times in my whole career, I've had someone completely change the design. But um, but even then, they still came back to me a bunch of times and, yeah. like, whatever. It just maybe wasn't look they were looking for in that design specifically. But overall, like, the experience that I give, I think, is what people really tell. I, I noticed that that's why people are like, oh, they had a great experience and that yeah. you let them change the design or that you, like, get to, you know, really have an input in your design. And, like, that's so important to me because – I mean, I came into it just like you guys did, you know, like when you're fresh and you have nothing and you don't know how the process is and you kind of just have to trust that your artist is like having your back and being like, okay, well, I think it will be better bold. And it's like not always the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like easier to have a, a. Thicker line because you won't fuck it up basically is why they kind of say that most of the time, mm-hmm. um, or just like fine line in general doesn't age the best they say, um, but it's like if you're doing it right it does. Yeah, if you're doing it wrong then it
0: doesn't. Right. So like anything, exactly you do it wrong. <laughs> so but it's <laughs> a
1: cop out. It's to say like oh I can do fine line and then they really give you technically a bolder line. And then their clients come to me, and they're, like, I asked for this thinner, and they told me that it would be thin, and then he started tattooing it, and it's thick, it's thick, and it's yeah. not what I wanted, and yeah. it's, like, oh, my God, that's so frustrating, because you're supposed to trust these people that's going on to you permanently, it's, like, going to a surgeon and being, like, yeah, I want my boobs this size, and whatever, and they're, like, yeah, yeah, and then you wake up with, like, double D's, you know, right. you're, like, Uh, i wanted a full b (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i'm like it's just it's that same level of trust you're supposed to trust this person with something that's going on you for the rest of your life and it is what it is like you're just like okay like and now they either have a good tattoo that they like but they had a bad experience because they were either just rude or intimidating yeah or the opposite of like yeah they have a bad tattoo and or or both a just bad experience um or you know it's like i want you to not have to dodge and weave to get a good tattoo. Like yeah. I feel like I will be honest with you up front. I'd rather be uncomfortable with you talking and being like, hey, like I'm not really good at this, this, and this. Yeah. Um if you're so comfortable with me trying it and doing it for you because you want me to do it, I really respect the trust. I'll try my best. Yeah. Um, but or sometimes I have to deny them and just be like, Hey, like, I really don't do these. I'm not very good at color or whatever yeah. and Like, I'd rather you get a good tattoo from someone else and that who's going to, like, be excited about tattooing you than me being, like, hmm.
0: I think that transparency takes you far. It does. Because then they will want to come to you for something else that you said you really love doing and that you can, you know, successfully deliver to this client exactly, and they're going to be absolutely over the moon about it.
1: Yeah, I definitely have seen that a lot of like, oh, okay, well, I understand.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and I, I've never had any pushback on me denying any. And it's pretty rare that I deny any, any right. forms from clients, but it, it is like, it is still a thing where I want to make sure that, you know, I can feel like I can successfully give you a good tattoo, yeah. but I'm not offended if you want to go to any other person or I, I, most of the time what happens and I do deny you know, their email or whatever, yeah. I, I tell them a couple other referrals that I personally know or have seen their work, and I think that will mesh well better, and, yeah. and I think a lot of clients really appreciate that, because it's like, I oh, would. fuck, you know, it's like, now what do I do, because I really wanted it done by you, and now I don't know. Yeah, who not who go I to. go to. Right. Yeah, and so I definitely try to send you a different direction, at least, like, at least you're not just like, oh, well, you know. And,
0: S.O.L. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's really nice to have I think that's why too, like my clientele has been so good and yeah. I love my clients. Cause they're just like, they do really give me free reign because they're like, I just trust whatever you want to do. That's awesome. Like, oh my God, that makes, that's like the best thing a tattoo artist can ever hear. It's yeah. Like, whatever you want, I just love your art. And it's like, wow, like to have, and coming from someone who, again, who has like no experience in tattoos, like, not, like I never really grew up in that world or right. like thought about me doing it and me feeling like a very inadequate artist to feel it to permanently marking people and they having full trust in me about anything they put anything I put on them is like it's still like I still don't fathom it sometimes because I'm like I bet like I bet it's yeah because I'm like so young that like you know because then when I tell people like how old I am they're like what like you, like holy, holy shit. shit yeah like it's just like oh well you're doing amazing and you know rock on you know and that's, that's like, awesome it that was really good to like have that trust
0: yeah i want to talk about what we were talking about last night <laughs> okay yeah. about you being super one of the things you being super booked out at one point and yeah. i was telling you how it kind of sucks in this industry because if you're not you know these big companies will say if you're not booked out to a certain extent, yeah. whether it's three months, six months, 12 months, yeah. like, you're not successful yet, mm-hmm. like, that's what we're striving for, we're striving to be booked out that much, and you got mm-hmm. booked out that much, mm-hmm. you got booked out six months, yeah, you yeah. know, plus, plus. Yeah. and that was, like, that was your, like, breaking point, yeah. essentially, yeah. you were struggling, yeah, I, I want to hear about that,
1: pretty, yeah, I think, I think, Especially, uh, like, there's kind of a difference between a a walk-in artist, as they say. Um, Mm -hmm. So a walk-in artist is kind of someone who takes in everything and just, you know, and that's normally the people who are on commission. They take whatever through the door, and that's kind of why you hear, like, oh, I went into this place, and they said they can do it, and I couldn't do it, right? Right. So there's a difference between being that and, like, kind of a specialized artist, which is what I am. Yeah. um, So as flattering as it is to be a fine-line artist and stuff and that people want to come to me for my work specifically – Um, you know, it's exhausting trying to, like, you know, accommodate everybody's needs, and and I'm definitely a people pleaser at heart, so I will bend over backwards to make sure my client is happy, or anybody is happy, and um, yeah, so I, at one point, you know, I was taking in pretty much anything, anybody, anybody wanted, I I took it, and I was like, yeah, I can do that for you, and um, you know, I did it happily, and then it was about I was going through a lot of personal life stuff and, like, just, like, boyfriend stuff and whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then, like, it was about, like, last year, I would say. Like, all of last year, I was the most successful I've ever been where I was booked out six months or a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, had the most finances I've ever had. I was very, like, fine with, like, how much I was making. Yeah. Um.
0: Especially at how young you were. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so I was, like, cool. I have, like, you know... And I was working, like, six days at, uh, six days at a time. And I would do about appointment... One or two appointments a day. So mm-hmm. I would I'd get in about ten. And then I would be done around, like, seven or eight. Yeah. Um, and then I would go home. And I think that's a, the the thing that people forget about tattoo artists. Is, like, we're not just tattooing and then we're done for the day. Like, and just in business... Being a businesswoman in general is just, like, you it's never ending. You're still at home and you're still working. Yes. And um, you never clock out. No, it's like a never ending thing of how I can progress my business and how I can be more successful. And um, definitely being at that shop, you know, um, you know, the owner, my mentor really instilled in me that like he would always ask me after a tattoo, like how long did that take you? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this took me an hour. And like as the times went lower for certain things, he was like, oh, good. And so I, I equated being fast and good was better and gotcha. um, so when I get things done so it's like yeah I can half sleeve you know in four hours and so I would knock out two in a day so I could do like technically two half sleeves in a day Jesus. um but it's like the mental toll of being a tattoo artist in the sense of like you are focused you know like the, are
0: you seeing straight after that yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> it's called like tattoo brain when you're yeah. kind of like mushy because they're yeah. be like okay how much did I give you and they kind of like give you like a price or like how much do I owe you? And my brain is like fried, so right. I'm like, I don't remember. Can you do the math for me? Like I'm just gonna trust whatever you give me because I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, I just assumed like, okay, yeah. If I'm if I'm doing the schedule that Jake was doing, which is he was working six days a week, and he was doing the same thing. He was he was working from like eleven to nine. You know. And yeah. Um, he would do the same like he could he can knock out really fast a whole half sleeve or you know more and um, so I was like if I'm not like him and you know at the time he was making 250 an hour so he would make upward of two grand a day or more and so he was making and he was making rent off of all of us so he was making and I didn't know that until the end of the end of my apprenticeship where I actually put in the math where I was like okay, 215 an hour, he works at least eight hours a day, and I was like, whoa, wait, that's not right, and then I would, like, okay, times six days a week, and I was like, holy shit. You said the
0: math is math thing. Yeah, I was like,
1: oh my god, like, I didn't realize how successful you can be as a tattoo artist, Yeah, and it literally wasn't until, like, the week of me ending my apprenticeship where I was like, holy shit, I can actually make very, and I started, I got a lot. I got a lot of success in my apprenticeship, so I was always kind of booked out at least a month or two in advance. That's amazing. Yeah, and it was great. It made me uh, made me feel confident with my yeah. art. It made me feel confident with my tattooing. But yeah, it, as time went on, I was getting more and more booked out, and I was taking everything in the door. And because I was just dealing with so much personal life stuff, but also it was really just work. Um, I was coming into work, and I would literally sit in the parking lot right before my tattoo and I would sob uncontrollably like I would just be like I fucking hate this I want to die like I can't do this anymore like I just I I was so burnt out and I was literally like a year out of my apprenticeship like it's so it was really just my first year of being a tattoo artist and I was already like even though I was the most successful technically quote-unquote right I hated it I was like I don't think I can you know I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life like yeah I'm 70 you know what I mean 60 or whatever like I was like what the fuck and um you know I I really learned about like burnout and especially in tattoo artists it's, it's a real thing um but yeah I I was to that point where I was literally like okay so if I kill myself tomorrow how am I going to get my deposit, how are all my clients going to get their deposits back, or, like, oh who's going to take and take on all the clients, or, like, what's going to happen after, like, I was to that point where I was, like, I don't give a shit.
0: You were done. Yeah. You were done. Yeah,
1: and I was, like, I, and I have to say, like, I, 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 I think I posted at the time where I was, like, honestly, like, it still amazes me that people want to get, by me and it feels really great and i think i was a little emotional when i like posted a video of myself saying that and like uh-huh. the support that i got from it were like you deserve to take a break like you are amazing yeah and, like, literally like still makes me teary-eyed because i'm like oh my god like it does you know people see you as a person and i'm like oh shit like you know not just this like artist that can pump out some work you know? right it's, like, or a
0: robot behind a screen exactly like you, you actually like, are human not just like
1: a printer yeah like, I was like oh right like I still have a social life I still have like life that I want to live outside of you know tattooing and more personal life you know Um, and yeah the overwhelming support I got from that but yeah I was to that point where I was like okay, like, if I crash, like, I was purposely, like, sometimes I would like, I wanted to crash my car just so I can say, text my client and be, like, hey, I got in a car accident. I can't come in today.
0: Oh, my God. Like, I was
1: to that point where I was, like, I can't do this anymore. I, I would rather, like, just die than, like, tell people that I couldn't take on their appointment. appointment."
0: (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Because I
1: was just, like, well, I need the, I need the success. I need to show Jake that, like, I wasn't For nothing. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be, you know, I was going to be successful and he didn't train me for no reason and that I was going to be his copycat and, like, show him, like, I can handle his schedule and, like, I really couldn't.
0: That's so much pressure.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know that. I thought it was normal. I thought that was just, like, okay, like he probably deals with this too. You just got to, like, do it. And he has, like, kids and, and stuff and a wife. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know how you hang. And, and now I kind of understand maybe some of his selfishness where he is kind of like, well, fuck it. Like, I don't care if they don't show up or not. And, yeah you know, I was like, oh, wow, I totally understand. Because it was almost a relief when someone no-called, no-showed. Because I was like, right. oh, thank God.
0: like I get a break. Yeah, I get I a break breathe. today. I
1: can to, like, you know, go home. But even going home was like I would have to answer 40 emails and, like, uh, you know, go through forms and price them and um, answer questions um, and, you know, have a conversation with 50 people or do phone phone consults and, you know, pretend like nothing's going on in my life. I have to pretend like I'm all good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to pretend like...
0: Because there was a job that I had to get done yeah, that it's you, like, you thought.
1: Yeah. And, like, you know, the people pleaser in me is, like, it's not fair for me to lash out on someone who has no idea what's going on in my life. Um, so pretending like I was happy and being like okay like I would love to do that for you even though I'm like fuck I don't want to do this I'm so over this why do people want to keep coming to me like
0: (laughs) I was like so over
1: I was like what and I I think I told you I think yesterday where I was like I I would get alerts on my phone that a a form came in or an email came in or um, someone just booked an appointment and every time I would literally get physically mad where I was like Fuck! Are you kidding me? Like, this sucks. Like, they just booked another appointment. Like, and you would think like that's so awesome. Like, right be happy. And right. I was so miserable. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, that
0: is crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy how, like, we're just brainwashed to think like you mm-hmm. need to be booked out in order mm-hmm. to be successful. Yeah. You know, you need to be making those six figures a year mm-hmm. to be successful. Like, and then, being overworked is success. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I and I and because even like. Uh, the owner at the time when when the new artist came in and they were doing they did like a lot of drawing um, and stuff so they were working about three to four days a week and I was working like six you know so yeah. and he would comment on how much they don't work like you'd mm. be like why would you only come in like three days a week you know and like that's stupid that you don't come in more and like make more money and like try harder and so I was like oh okay yeah okay and then I need to be working more than them yeah that was in the back of your head yeah
0: like if I'm not here six days a week I'm not successful
1: exactly like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as an artist and I'm not appreciating me being a tattoo artist and um because they would they would defend themselves and be like well it's exhausting and I and you know Kiki got burned out the the girl artist that I was co-workers with she got burnt out yeah and she was just in the same level as me where she finished her apprenticeship maybe like six months before I did and she was like it's exhausting and I can't do this anymore. And, you know, and she kind of told me what burnout was. And then I was like, Oh, that's totally what I'm going through. Yeah. And I scaled back. I, I did four days a week. Um, I was doing about appointment a day. Um, and that helped my mental state so much more. I was like, okay, I actually get to tattoo what I like. Like I was literally like, drawing 30 minutes before my appointment because I was too tired to do it the night before yeah or I just didn't want to I was like you know what fucking I need to rest honestly and like I and so I I was putting my clients in the back burner I felt like because I and I know I wasn't because the they love their tattoos and I think I still am really good about quickly designing something but I could have gave it more love I could have really put my full heart into it yeah and I wasn't you couldn't I couldn't
0: you were drained
1: And I like, I still feel guilty about it because I still feel like I wish I could have gone out all out. I think I could have added more to the design or like really made it more personal or whatever. And and I kind of was just like, okay, you want flowers in this? And I was like, okay, like that's what it is. Yeah. And I feel like I could have gave it my flair. And I just like had no energy by that time. And when, you know, when I scaled back, when I kind of stopped listening to my mentor and like just kind of did my own thing I my mental state got better I felt like my clients appreciated me more because I had less days to work so they were kind of like oh I need to get in and like whatever price that I gave them and what I felt like what my art was worth because my mental state was not there you know I was like honestly like I think I need to upcharge and people would tell me all the time they're like I can't believe I think at the time I was like 150 an hour or something Mm -hmm. um and they were like, I can't believe you're only this much. Or, like, I would tattoo. And I'm, I'm really fast. Yeah. So, like, people, I would get it done in, like, an hour. And they're, I was like, oh, okay, it's free because, like, you already paid the deposit. And that's the first hour up front. And they're like, are you sure? Like, that doesn't, no, like, I'm still going to tip you. And it was really appreciated when people tip me. Right. But, um, you know, I just was like, oh, like, okay, maybe I should start upcharging. So I, I started, and then I kind of upped it to, like, to 180, I mm-hmm. think um and then i kind of started flat rating cuz then i was like i feel to me personally like when i worked hourly i'm not a person to drag it out to make a quote right 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 which i know a lot of artists do um but i was also felt like i was rushing on purpose cuz i didn't want to take long because Jake would see that I was taking too long and he commented on the other girl who was taking a really long time to tattoo yeah. um, her tattoos but it's like, her tattoos were amazing. Like...
0: It was worth it. It was
1: worth the wait, you know, worth sitting there for six hours, you know, or whatever and it was worth her, the price that she was paying. Yeah. But um, I was like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I'm gonna get my shit done, you know, and it yeah. was like, why would I do that? Like, why wouldn't you take your time and do that? Because I guess spotted at another tattoo shop called the Ivy Room and all the girls and guys there are so sweet and they all mostly do fine line and stuff and they really it made me feel really accepted there and that was the first time I was outside of my own shop yeah and um Paige and and Scott the owners and, and Alex they all do like fine line and and stuff and they really like made me feel comfortable and taught me like it's okay to slow down like because even when I tattooed and I would show them or something they're like it looks really good but like I would slow down and I was like why like for what yeah because I I thought it was a compliment we're like you're so fast you know and and so I was like wait okay and I started slowing down on my tattoos and like really taking my time building those like you know blends and stuff and making sure that it was like up to my standard yeah and um and I, I just felt like my, my business grew a lot better because it was just, like, I the, the tattoos I was putting into, I was, like, caring for a lot more. That's awesome. And I was designing stuff where I was, like, oh, this would be cooler if I, like, did this and this. And, um, and yeah, so they kind of taught me, like, it's okay to slow down. And yeah. I was, like, oh, okay, that's great. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I, that was, like, kind of the last few months I was at the old shop, and I was, like, okay, I'm going to, like, slow down. I'm not going to care what anybody says. And, yeah, and it just, like, really progressed my art, because I was, like, oh, like, this is how it's supposed to be when you tattoo. Like, it shouldn't matter how fast you are, but, like, people would compliment my owner on being fast. So yeah. I was, like, because then I would be, like, you know, like, when they asked for a quote and be, like, how much for, like, a sleeve from, like, your shoulders to your elbow mm-hmm. all the way, like, wrapping around, he'd be, like, five hours, four or five hours. Wow. And, like, that's how much, he did both my arms, and, like, he's really fast, and he did, he did do it really quickly but now looking back I'm like oh it's because he was rushing and I can see like when he doesn't rush versus when he rushes yeah it doesn't look the same quality and so yeah so now I'm still fast at tattooing which I think is just comes with what I was doing yeah but um it also comes with confidence I think it's the confidence I have now I'm like I can slow down and I do slow down but I'm still pretty quick for for being a tattoo artist that's awesome yeah it just feels really good but yeah during that time I was yeah quote unquote successful but I wanted to die
0: (laughs) which isn't worth it no
1: I I was I really questioned like my career I was like why would anybody join this you know and but it I think honestly it was my clients that kind of pushed me through it was like their support and and them still pushing me to be like a great woman in general like just you know like I just didn't feel like I was my self-worth was so low, and, um, they were very supportive, and just being, like, you know what, like, I don't even care if I get tattooed by you, I mean, it's just an honor to, like, hang out with you, and
0: I was, like, what, like, such a good feeling, yeah, and
1: I think a lot of what happens in this industry, too, is a lot of men get, uh, huge egos with that level of, you know, success, they're, like, oh, all these people want to get tattooed by me, like, I'm a god. I've heard guys say that, like they're, they're they're like gods. We're like gods to them. I've heard quote that. Oh god. And I'm like, Barf. Mm, no, that's not how that works. Um, so I feel like I took I took it as, you know, I need to humble myself in the sense of like I need to show them like I'm worth going to, and you know, worth staying here, and like, you know, being like, an advocate for for a lot honestly like women because it's yeah. just like they don't you know I, I, I'm like i'm i like 95 percent of my clients have a story about how they were intimidated out of a good tattoo basically and
0: that's so sad you know
1: bullied out of kind of like picking what they wanted and it's like oh it's like it breaks my heart because i'm like that's not fair no like you should have to say what you want to say about your design and not feel like he's not gonna attack they're not gonna tattoo you right. or whatever and um you know so i just i'm like I out the gate i'm like I'm not offended if you want to change it, I really don't care if you want to stencil it 20 times, like, it's, it's still an honor for me to, like, feel like, oh, I get to tattoo you, like, that's still so cool, and this is my job, like, you're paying me to, like, doodle, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know what I mean, like, that's so cool, um, yeah, I never really thought, I mean, you, like, experience it, because you're a poking, poking stick artist, and, like, I always want to learn that and I think, oh girl I'll show you yeah it's, fun. it's so it looks so fun and I love like the fact that you do workshops and stuff like that makes me so happy like thank cause, you yeah coming into a hard apprenticeship and then seeing like you get to like teach people how to do piercings and and stuff like I I'm not sure if you get like any backlash from that oh I do
0: you do okay I yeah. do. there are haters yeah and it's always
1: hate us because they ain't us
0: <laughs> they sure um, do
1: <laughs> but yeah it's like I mean I've, the industry's changed a lot in the past 10 years in general but yes. um you know I think they need to really evaluate how we're actually teaching people to tattoo yeah um or just pierce and just in our industry because it's like I, I don't I've never heard anybody have a healthy apprenticeship honestly I, yeah, I it's think pretty sad. one of my friends honestly had one but even then, it, like, it to the extent the shop was shitty to her mm. after her mentor left, had moved. Like, I went to high school with her, and she you know, she's an amazing artist, and she's an amazing person. And she, yeah, and she was, like, her shop was cheating, treating her shitty after. That's so after, sad. And, like, literally, like, packed, moved all her shit in the bathroom. <gasps> like, after she was, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna leave. And, like, she came back to the shop or something, and, like, all her shit was, like stored in the bathroom
0: oh my god yeah it was just like you know what I'm makes me it. mad that just reminded me is like when there's other female business owners yeah. who do this yes yeah
1: and there's I'm not equating this to just male and female things it's, no it just
0: reminded me because yeah. like a similar situation happened when uh. I left where I was trained and it was so toxic and like so uncomfortable and I'm like it's crazy that women support women, yeah. you know, quote-unquote, is what yeah. you're saying, but, but it's so not, not really. what yeah. you're practicing. Yeah,
1: it's that, like, weird hierarchy thing that we have in this industry is, like, you're supposed to respect me because I'm your whatever. And it's like, no, like, this is still a service industry job. Like, this is no different than being a masseuse or, mm-hmm. you know, a esthetician. Like, this is still, like, I'm creating a service for a client and... You're still an owner of a a bo- a shop. Yeah. It's not. It shouldn't be like this weird. Like, I don't know. It's like they get a leg up from from feeling like they're better than you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It catches up.
1: Yeah. It does. It always does. It
0: goes around. It, it comes around. Does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like those shops never last. They the the toxicity definitely always. Yes. Shows eventually. Absolutely. And end up taking your clients with you when you leave and. And then they go under or whatever, but it's nice. It's, I mean, not nice, but like it's, it shows. Like, that's when, like, I, if I own a shop or in just my own business alone, like being genuine has taken me a long way. Yeah. Because it's, it's weird, but it's far and few. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to find people who actually care about, you know, the job that you're doing. It's really tough. And it's hard. It's, and it's not an easy job. It's still, still very difficult. Yeah. But, um, you know I hired help I have an assistant that's amazing um, yeah and she's been great she answers like my emails and it handles my social media and that's been a huge mental you know late weight lifted off yeah. me and um, yeah I think that's been helpful and then now I can really just focus on my art yeah and that's been like I would suggest that to any artist is like if you can afford it or if you can find help like you know and you I think that's what would snowball is like are you focusing on your art is what kind of brings people to you but mm-hmm. yeah when you start to get that success is like I personally I didn't know what to do with it so yeah. that's why I think I struggled so much but you know if I thought about getting an assistant I but it was you know also the self-worth it was like I didn't think I was worthy of getting an assistant because yeah. I was like I was only a year into it and it was like you know like I can't get an assistant like I would get scoffed at because I'm like so you do. yeah you shouldn't be quote unquote yeah exactly it's like again it's this weird time thing where they're like well you should do this at five years or ten years and it's like "Well, why like pish posh with these
0: markers exactly <laughs> these I'm like, markers. This has
1: nothing to do with <laughs> this anymore like yeah and i think social media has brought a huge push in this industry uh of like self-care for tattoo artists yeah um and just like why we do certain things like you know I definitely get questioned why I don't send out my drawings before the tattoo Mm
0: -hmm.
1: appointments and stuff and I'm like honestly like it's because I've had clients like take my drawing that I make for them or make for other people Mm -hmm. and use it for you know go to a different artist for a cheaper version and they make it crappier right you know it's like my name's on that art but now someone else is stealing it and I don't and I by no means like don't that like Pinterest tattoos or like whatever stealing stuff like it's inevitable like before Pinterest it was you know tattoo magazines and like art and stuff like you would just take you know like the flash that you see on those walls that people used to pick out yeah in traditional shops it's the same thing as doing it on Pinterest you know it's just a little easier and so by no means I really don't think that it's like stealing like obviously if you verbatim like take someone else's art and has their name on it then okay yeah right but um using them as references and stuff like I don't think that's stealing or anything um but it's still like you know it's still an industry where art it's art so everybody's gonna take inspiration from a lot of things and stuff but yeah, yeah just like again like the self-worth is like I'm not drawing this by references that I can just think about in my head like I'm not a good artist and like I still struggle with that because I still don't feel like I'm that great of an artist because I can't, like, pull references in my head. Like, how do you draw an elephant? And I'm, like, not supposed to look at photography or, like, other tattoos or other drawings because I'm, like, well, it's a Pinterest thing and I don't want to, like, steal.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's a hard, that's a hard like, line to draw because it's, like, what is stealing and what is not.
0: Right. But, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're totally fine. <laughs> Didn't silence her. No, you're good um okay I guess I can't hopefully I don't get any more text <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um yeah that is really really difficult um I'm just so thankful that you're here now I know after everything after hearing your story and hearing yes. all of your experiences like yeah I'm just so grateful you're Me too. in a space where you can be yourself yeah and, and not, not get like bugs. berated by homeless people either that's nice oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have our fair share but um it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, it's good. Yeah, we're You're in good. a really good space. Yeah, we're in a good space. I like the people around here. <laughs> we're across from the beach. You yeah. You really can I can't complain. complain. Yeah. I am so
1: happy here. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. And the people who walk in are so sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Except your your room almost burnt to the ground yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was Oh a little bit of an issue. Crystal, did you hear about our fire story yesterday? No. Our building almost caught on fire. That's great. Yeah. Like, full-blown. Full-own. Yeah. (laughs) So we were putting lights back into (laughs) into Yaya's room. And I, like, am pushing, like, hitting this little screen Mm -hmm. that covers the lights. Yeah. And I don't know if it knocked another light bulb loose or what it did. But all of a sudden, there was this rattling noise, and all the lights were on. Uh And we're looking, and all of a sudden, smoke Starts coming out of the light, and full on like the prongs for the light bulbs, like the weird ceiling light bulbs, were bent, and it legit like burnt in the outlet wow. and was catching on fire. It was pretty terrifying. It was, yeah, it was, was like sparking. It was like yeah. Oh yeah, it gosh. looked like it was so like bad. it smelled like popcorn, yeah. burnt popcorn. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Almost just burned, literally Almost burned the, whole the place thing. to the We're ground.
1: Just, do you have like a fire extinguisher? No, thing? now I'm
0: gonna have to buy one.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need one just... those. more smoke detectors. Yeah, we need yeah. smoke. Yeah, I
0: went running to turn the lights off because I was like, shit, What do we do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, then...
1: there's the fire, s- like, the sprinkler system is in here, but
0: yeah. don't like. Don't rely no, on that. no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was pretty traumatizing. Yeah, little, little traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. I, I won't pound on the Just ceiling. Just girly things. Just girly things that need no man. <laughs> Whoops. We'll only just burn it to the ground. Yeah. And then we'll need no the men firefighters. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll find, like, another husband. It's fine.
0: <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, man. That's how you Terrible. get a Terrible, right? Yeah. Just burn, just burn the place on fire. Burn it down. Yeah. Burn it to the ground. you some people. For sure. <laughs> well, this was fun. I know. I had so much fun. We're Thank definitely going to have to do more podcasts oh, with you really on really it. Really um, hopefully we can do one in the future of you opening your own space dude that'll I be would be great love, yeah in the I future left. i know i know you're gonna do it oh i'm uh, for sure yeah, I, it's yeah gonna just be amazing. just give some time
1: i'm like settling on some life stuff and then boom that'll like, be great we're getting it going yeah. Yes. if anything i'm like joining you're joining
0: me like we're i'll doing. be right there with you
1: yeah like open the the coffee part in the front and i'll, I'll do i'm tattoo there part in the back
0: i'm there yeah you'll run the tattoos yeah I'll run the front, Yes. this type of vibe. Yeah, I'm down. It'll be a vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Be on the lookout, you guys. Hashtag awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Thank you, Yaya, for being on this episode. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I hope you guys all have an amazing day, and be on the lookout for next week's episode. Bye.